This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 73. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Hey. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hey, Kelly Hurst. Hey, Brett Hurst. Oh, I'm Brett Hurst. (laughs) And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. All right. Well, today's episode is called The Art of Apology. Ooh. Good topic. I know. Very, very artful kind of title. Um, this is our first episode of the new year. Uh, as we are recording this, we are now in 2017, mm-hmm. having come out of what a lot of the American media is calling a terrible, awful year. Not only did we see a lot of celebrities pass away in 2016, just a saw a lot stars. of, I know, a lot of sadness in the uh, public eye or around the world, really. The political scene in America was just <laughs> something from... Kind of rough sailing. <laughs> it was really bad. And so, um, you know, coming out of that year, there was something that I really kind of noticed just watching, you know, the political media and and commentaries and things. And it's this, that it seems to me like fewer and fewer people in the public eye have the ability to apologize. Hmm. That's true. I mean, it was, it's like there was a worldwide memo that went out to everyone in, in, you know, the public arena that said, don't, don't apologize. Yeah. Don't apologize. Don't ever say you were wrong. Don't ever say you were sorry about mm-hmm. anything, you know, or that you made a mistake. I mean, we saw that play out all year long in politics, you know, no matter who you were voting for, rooting for, or not voting for, or not voting for, it seemed like every, no one just could ever come out and say, you know what, I made a mistake or mm-hmm. I was wrong or that was, you know, poor judgment, whatever. It would go a long way, wouldn't it? It would go so long. I, I, I start wishing that people would do it, you mm-hmm. know? What is it about admitting that we are wrong that seems to be so challenging for us? You know, it, it, we know that in, you know, relational tools, apologizing well is one of those things that can cover a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a great thing to be able to do. Yeah. But so, I just feel like so many people are so afraid of it. It's something they avoid at all costs. And I don't really see why why that's the case. It's it's one of the most meaningful things we can do. And, you know, Brett, you and I agree, it's a significant component of a healthy relationship. Most definitely. It's, it's the biggest tool in my toolbox, for sure. <laughs> so while we've talked about apologizing in a past episode, or maybe a couple of episodes, we're actually going to unpack a few other pieces that we haven't really uh, talked about before. Get a, yeah, apology. Yeah, yeah, and get a little refresher course, because I think this is one of those topics none of us can talk about too often, because I think we can all get a little bit better at how we apologize. Okay. So my first question before we kind of unpack some helpful hints is this, and I'm going to ask you this, Brett. If we... Okay, because I hear people say all the time, hey, nobody's perfect. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay. Mm. If we all really understand that we all mess up and we all have the capacity to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Why do we have such a hard time saying I'm sorry? Uh, well, I think theologically the reason is because we're all hiders and that goes way back to the beginning of time. Way, Adam way and, back. 
yeah, way, way, <laughs> way back. Uh, no, really. I mean, Adam and Eve hid, and they played the blame game, and they were saying, no, it wasn't me, it was her, it wasn't her, you know, mm-hmm. serpent, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, we tend to run from our responsibilities. Um, e- even with ourselves, we're, we're, we hide from uh, the truth in our own little realities as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense because even Adam and Eve, you know, were trying to blame and, and not take personal responsibility. So that's kind of the theology of it. What do you think about like just psychologically, do you think, like I know for, for certain that I know a lot of people who did not see apologizing modeled very well, mm, like in their growing family. up. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't do that. Yeah, or right. we don't do that, or you know, I'm, or I'm afraid if I do say I'm sorry or admit I was wrong, someone's going to run roughshod over me, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. someone's going to shame me Take because I yeah was wrong. Okay, and so I don't know that everyone knows that you can actually have an emotionally safe place mm-hmm. to say I was wrong, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, and actually have a mate who says. Thank you so much. Of course, I forgive you. You know, because not everybody has. Because not everybody has that for sure. Has a safe place, but I don't think that everyone even. I don't know if we all even know that that can exist. You Uh know, because so few people really kind of got taught that. Right. Right. So they don't see that paradigm as being possible. Is what you're saying? Exactly. Right. Yeah. They don't know that that's that can actually happen. Uh huh. So what we want to do today is just unpack a few things. Okay. First, I wanted to kind of list a couple of things that are unhelpful things to say when you are apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Don't do that. You're going to do that through the whole episode. Okay. First, the first thing. I'm just thing, so conditioned to say I'm sorry with you. So. The first thing that is unhelpful to say when you are apologizing is this I'm sorry that you feel this way. But I am. <laughs> Okay, don't. I'm actually being serious. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Other forms of this can sound like this. I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt. Uh, Which is not really saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry you took it that way. Same thing. (laughs) I'm sorry for that thing I said that caused you to totally overreact. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And then this is my personal favorite. I'm sorry if you were offended. (laughs) That Here's a hint. If we're having to, you know talk about something because I'm offended. It's not if I'm offended. I'm offended so you can throw the word if right out of there, right? But it's funny how many times that line makes it to these big scripted public apologies. Oh, I know. I'm sorry if we offended anyone. Yeah, which is not an apology at all. All you're saying is, I'm sorry, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. For getting your feelings hurt, yeah, because I didn't do anything wrong, right, you know. Right. I, I won't mention any names, but there was someone in my family of origin who was famous for doing this when I was growing up, and it was just such a funny thing because that was just the way this person apologized was. I'm sorry if you got your feelings hurt. Oh. <laughs> we kind of had to go. Well, I did get my feelings hurt, but that's not really yeah. an apology. There's, there's more to it than that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So any kind of version of that is really not helpful. And the reason it's not helpful is because you're not taking responsibility for what you said or did. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So something else that's unhelpful is um, saying something like this. I already apologized for this. Right. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Another form is how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Or how many times do I have to apologize for this? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm crossing that off the list. I'm not going to say that anymore. You know, here's the thing. There are what I kind of think of as like 10 cent offenses and 10 cent apologies, and those kind of match each other. You know, you do something that's a, a little slight 
offense, and you can say a quick little slight 10 cent apology, and usually you're okay. Uh-huh. But if you've done like a $10,000 offense and you try to use a 10 cent apology, uh-huh. then probably you're going to be saying that 10 cent apology a thousand times to try to make up for that. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like your the apology needs to sort of fit the offense. So a lot of times when we're sitting with couples, you know, if if one of the person says, you know, I've already apologized for this, or how many times do I have to say I'm sorry for this? Usually it's because the person's trying to use a small apology for a big offense. Mm, okay. Or the person or the person who's apologizing has never really shown empathy while they're apologizing. So the person doesn't feel like it's really sincere. Right. So it's a watered down thing and it's not really. Yeah. So maybe you have apologized three or four times for the same thing, but saying how many times do I have to apologize is just so unhelpful Hmm. because it just doesn't have anything to do with taking responsibility. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm taking notes here. Here's another. I want to get better at this. Here's another unhelpful thing to say when you're apologizing. I am sorry, but... Right. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Whatever fill in the blank is. I'm sorry, but... But here's why I was justified in doing what I was doing. Because what's happened now is you're just blaming. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but you were making me so mad. Right. You know... Or I'm sorry I did that, but if you had did it a duh. Now I tend to be this <laughs> tends to be my autopilot one uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because it's it you know it it takes the shift off of yourself and puts it on the other person, but it's not helpful and it doesn't it doesn't take full responsibility for anything, right? Because that word but automatically shifts it to the other person, right? <laughs> no, I'm with you. Wow. I just, I just think it's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't think you think it's that cute when we're in the heat of the moment, though. That's probably true. And then something, you know, that's not terribly helpful is to just say, oh, you know, be the, the, the sarcasm. It's always my fault. You know, it's all uh, I've done something wrong again. You being know, I'm such a jerk. Da, yeah. da, 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 being that martyr, being that victim. You know, again, you may feel that way in the moment, but it's not terribly helpful in the conversation. It's not mm-hmm. going to move anything forward right. uh, for you to play that role. Right. No no one really needs to play that role. Well, everything we're talking about here gets us back to this kind of scorekeeping way of living your marriage. Yeah. You know, like I'm, if I feel like I got to be a martyr or whatever, then it's because I'm trying to compensate for some kind of scoring deficit Yeah. rather than, like you're saying, what's going to be genuinely helpful in this moment to move us forward. Yeah. So it's it's that me against you thing. We're competing against each other. Or I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to get in a deeper points hole than you are, mm-hmm. rather than how do the two of us together get to a better place. Right. Exactly. No, yeah. you, that's, that's said perfectly. So those are just like oh, a boy. few things to think of that are unhelpful. So how do you know when you are apologizing well? Mm-hmm. Well, here are a few things to think about. One is to what I said earlier, make sure that the apology matches the offense. So the 10 cent for 10 cent, mm-hmm. $10,000 for $10,000. Yeah, it's got to be kind of, you know, it's just, it's not going to fly too much if you give a 10 cent apology for something that was really, you know, if you had an affair, <laughs> right. you know, saying, mm, sorry, <laughs> it's probably not going to cut it. That might take multiple <laughs> apologies. That might take multiple $10,000 apologies, right. actually. Right. Um, so that's something that you want to make sure your apology it fits the offense that, that mm-hmm. happened. The other thing to think of is when the person who has felt injured, when they really feel that you understand their pain or uh-huh. their hurt, 
then you know you're apologizing right, well. Right. You no. know, and and some of that is that some of that means we really have to sort of really get in there and stay stay fully present mm-hmm. while you're going through this, which is hard. It's challenging for people to do that. Some people aren't wired to be anything less than seeming disconnected. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yes. And particularly when they're apologizing for something that, you know, I will say apologizing is a vulnerable place. Oh, yeah. So it's vulnerable to say I was wrong or I'm sorry, however you're going to word it. So no one wants to really sit there for very long Mm -hmm. because it's painful to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But what we try to tell couples is go ahead and sit there with it as as uncomfortable as it might be, Mm -hmm. because what you're doing is actually the next point. You're showing empathy, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest key in apologizing. Totally, yeah. Um, When you can really, you know, that this is your biggest ally is empathy. When you can connect and your partner really feels like, okay, he gets how much this hurt me, or mm-hmm. she she understands how much this upset me, you know, or embarrassed me, or whatever. Yeah, that's when a they big feel deal. that, yeah, the empathy is huge, and so it's hard to have empathy for someone if you're wanting to skirt past the issue real quick and just gloss over something. Yeah. Empathy is one of those things that it takes a, it takes vulnerability, of course, mm-hmm. but it takes a little time. Mm-hmm. So don't be in such a rush to yeah. get through an apology. You really want to communicate that empathy. Now that's well said. Um, as the apologizer, you want to stay engaged, fully present. You want to be non-defensive. Mm-hmm. You when, know, you, when you say non-defensive, you mean you want to not be qualifying exactly. things that you're saying. You want to be really yeah. honest and transparent. Yeah. Like if you're saying, if you're doing the, I, I'm terribly sorry, but I wouldn't have done that if da 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 da, you know, then you're getting into that kind of defensive. You're backtracking again. Exactly. Right. Trying to cover your mistakes or yeah. whatever. You even want to encourage your partner to, to, to say more. In other words, a lot of times when we get our feelings hurt or we get embarrassed or we've, we've been offended, for some people, it's hard to express that, mm-hmm. you know, but, and so a lot of us, sometimes we want to clam up when we've been hurt. Mm-hmm. If you're apologizing to your spouse and they don't really want to open up because it's kind of painful to say, well, that embarrassed me or mm-hmm. that hurt my feelings, or I felt insignificant when that happened or whatever, mm-hmm. then as the apologizer, if you don't, you know, try to hijack the conversation and actually can say things like, I'm here, I'm listening you know, I want you to tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. Instead of let's just get this done and get it over with. Yeah. Right. Because then your partner can start to feel like you're just apologizing to get them off your back. Yeah. And right, right. that's the opposite of empathy. Right. So re- to, to really st- kind of stay in there and be present with it. And don't you think it's important to, to also... Uh, be specific when you're apologizing. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, I, you can't just have this generic code phrase, I'm sorry for everything. It's not going to make everything right. Yeah. I'm sorry I raised my voice to you, or I'm sorry I didn't consider your schedule when I made those plans, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I think when you broaden your language and your vocabulary a little bit, uh, that allows you to have more genuine empathy and more understanding, don't you think? Absolutely. Because again, it kind of goes back to if you just say a generic, I'm sorry, the person is not getting that you understand how they were hurt. What's the character on Saturday Night Live? Uh, Gilly? Yeah. Is it Gilly? <laughs> Gilly. Sorry. 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 Um, yeah. So Just says sorry for everything. Yeah. And, and so it, I've, and, and sometimes we know that this is, you know, 
I'll say I'll, I'll defend a, a lot of husbands out there. And I don't want to stereotype here. But a lot of guys sometimes they know their wife is upset about something, but they really and truly don't know what they did. Right. Like they, they just don't know what they did. I'll, I'll vouch for <laughs> husbands and husband land that and that's so there frequently are, the case. I know there are times when a spouse comes and says, look, I know I hurt your feelings, but I honestly, what did I do? Uh-huh. It's hard for them to be specific about an apology if you can't say to them, you know, well, here was the offense. Right. This is what I got upset about. Right. Um, but then at that point, once you know what it is, you know, you're very good at this, Brett. And you, you've always been good at this, even when we were young married couples starting out. You know, if I got my feelings hurt about something, you were always so quick and still are to go, oh, gosh, honey, I would never hurt your feelings. I didn't know I did that. You mm. know, like, it's it's always been an easy thing for you to just kind of mm. say that. Uh-huh. You, you haven't ever really struggled with that. And I'm very blessed (laughs) to have that. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I'll flip it around and say, I I think we've even talked on this podcast before, that that was not something you were good at early in our marriage. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier today, that there wasn't a lot of that modeled for you. Mm -hmm. But we've been married a long time now, and you have really (laughs) gone to the head of the class on that. I mean, really, you have gone to above and beyond the uh, ability to be transparent and vulnerable and courageous, you know, to do that. So that, that, that's been a long thing you and I have laughed about that Mm -hmm. that was so hard for you in the early part of our marriage, but it's really not for you at all now. So no. And I, and I think that has become, it's just muscle memory. It's been practicing and having the safe space to practice and be able to say, God, I really, I really screwed up. I am so sorry. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't think about what I was doing or saying, um, and knowing that you're not going to run over me Mm -hmm. and, you know, steamroll over me. So that's good. Why you know, would I do that? You also know when you're apologizing well if you're willing to make amends. You know, you be willing to ask your mate what does he or she need from you. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they're upset and angry, they may not know in the moment what they need from you, but we be willing to ask, you know, even things like, you know, how can I make this up to you? Mm-hmm. What can I do for you to show you that I'm sorry? Those kind of things can really go a long way. Um, and again, it, it's it's the opposite of the mindset of trying to just apologize real quick and gloss over it and move on. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of staying engaged, sitting where it's uncomfortable, um, because that's really what communicates, you know, real vulnerability and empathy to your spouse. No, I agree. And then hopefully the hurt spouse is willing to grant forgiveness. You know, I will say, I think we said this earlier, a $10,000 offense may take a lot longer time to forgive than a... 10 cent offense. Maybe. But, you know, hopefully. And here are some questions you can ask yourself too. If if you don't seem to be moving forward from this offense, you know, if amends and forgiveness is not happening, ask yourself what might be getting in the way. Is the hurt person still too angry or mm. still too hurt to really kind of engage with it? You know, if this was a really big offense, is the pain still just too raw? Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. I, I know a, a, a mother and daughter who they're friends of mine and the the daughter will often sort of, you know, lash out at the mom when she's upset. But she always is very quick to come and apologize. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the mother at one point, and she said, what I'd really like to see happen is for her to change her behavior so she's not having to come and apologize all the time. Because mm-hmm. she said, you know, once you've said you're sorry a hundred times for the same thing, right. it starts to oh, lose its impact yeah. and meaning. Right. So we uh, ultimately, we want to 
grow in maturity so that we can actually change our behavior so we're not having to apologize for the same thing all the time. Um, But, you know, does the hurt person not feel safe enough to share their hurt? You know, could that be what's stopping this from healing and moving on? We see that a lot. Yeah. Is the hurtful person feeling shame that's preventing them from feeling empathy? You Mm -hmm. know, because that can be too, like we can, we can get embarrassed that we were capable of behaving that way. Mm -hmm. And that can stop us from, you know, saying I was wrong, or I'm sorry, because it it's just so shameful. Yeah. So, you know, that those th- are just some ideas. I think that last one is, I think that's what's helped us most over the course of our marriage is yeah. resisting the temptation to shame each other. Yeah. Not not that we've been perfect at it, but I yeah. mean, really, that's, that's something we're very conscious of. We talk about it a lot. We want to make sure we don't um, construct a, a shaming environment around the discussions in our marriage. Yeah. But that's the thing that when we've sat down with couples who are struggling, that's the thing that surprises me probably more than anything is that when someone really connects and is vulnerable, as hard as it may be for that person to do it, more times than not, we see the other spouse show up emotionally mm-hmm. yeah. for that person. No, that's right. And almost kind of catch them, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run over you. Which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I think people are so fearful that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. that we just sort of stay buttoned up and defensive. And I'd really love to see more couples just really kind of put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz when we've seen it, when we've witnessed it, not just between the two of us, but with other couples, yeah. it is it is really yeah. lovely to it's see. Probably our favorite part of being privy to those conversations yeah. is seeing those moments happen. Yeah, it's very healing. Yeah. It's very healing. Mm. Well, thanks for joining us on this podcast. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. I'm sorry, what was that? We also <laughs> follow us on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or a question that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, please send us an email to thehursts. That's H-U-R-S-T at homeencouragement.org and we will do our best to get it on the air. And we hope you'll share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes. This helps us to have more visibility. Well, thank y'all so much for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.